This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Gold. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and is... From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall, the teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars, and that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Blue Wire. Breaking news, LeBron is a Laker. This Clippers team will win a championship this year. Paul George, corner three. Yes, sir! Bryant has to put it up with the buzzer. Backs it in! What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points and Blue Wire Networks. As usual, Tomer Zarli, your Clippers beat writer for Clutch Points here in Los Angeles, um, awaiting the NBA's return. We got Ryan Ward, our Lakers beat writer for Clutch Points in Colorado. Now we're ahead of us. Get some more sleep. If you, I, think, I think you can get more sleep, right? Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Um, how's everything going over there? We good? Who's cool. Right. Yeah, world spinning out of control, but it's, it's cool. <laughs> well, we're officially um, three days, two days. When, when this podcast comes out, it'll be a day. Um, from the NBA's return, the preseason scrimmage games, whatever you want to call them, they're calling them scrimmage games or preseason games in reality. Uh, there's a, those are starting back up on July 22nd. Um, basketball's back. I mean, we're, we're, we're back. Um, doesn't look like anything's going to stop this, um, you know. Knock on wood, of course. Uh, I don't. I didn't think we'd get here. I'll be honest. It, it's it's a bit surprising because I, I I did think that at some point something would come up and derail the season's um, you know return. Just anything. I thought anything would come up and just try to derail it. Or the NBA might overreact to something. I mean, not overreact, but react strongly to something like a case or two. And um, that hasn't been the case so far. We we've got basketball coming up. Yeah, it's every day. You know, when you wake up and you check your phone, you're just waiting for the next disaster or some crazy instance. Like, I always check Twitter right away, like the trending topics, mm-hmm. just to see if there's mm-hmm. anything on top that, that has happened. <laughs> that's the vibe right now, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the fastest news source, right? So you go straight there and see if 
if the world's gotten clo- gotten closer to hell. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm 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 glad. I just it's it's like one of those things where you can't totally accept something's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's we're, we're days away, and I still don't believe it's going to happen. I mean, I mean I we've had four months off. That's why it's been, it's been it's been four whole months. March eleventh, uh, I think, was the final day of the season. Yeah, but I think we're so used to disappointment now. Or getting, you know, gearing up for something just mm-hmm. to get knocked back down. That I, I think we're all so cautiously optimistic, but pessimistic at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, that's been the vibe around here for a while. Yeah. So it's like I, I will not get excited about this until I start seeing balls, balls bouncing on the court on TV, you know? Um, I mean, today was kind of cool when the, the reporters in Orlando got to watch practice firsthand, right? Rather than, uh, having a Zoom call in while still being in the same place. Um, yep. 10-day quarantine in their hotel room. Yeah. So um, it's, that's, that's crazy. It feels kind of – I mean, it feels like we're there. I just – I don't know, man. I think it's just good. Like, we've been trained over the last four months not to get too excited about anything, you know? It's like when, when your parents say, like, we'll see – Right, like if you ask for something or you want something, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, James, my friend Jamie's gonna hear this pod and just get mad at me because every time he asks me to play COD, Call of Duty, I'll go, We'll see, we'll see. And he's like, <laughs> Why don't you ever give me a freaking definitive answer? So, oh, man, that's that hard. Way. I mean, I'm like that with my buddies too, or like, you know, the happy I think <laughs> CP. I, I just like, I have no energy at that time. Once yeah. I log off, I'm like, I just want to go to bed and. And you know, go through TikTok for an hour and pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the return to basketball will help with that, though. Um, like I said, July twenty second, though, um, that's Wednesday. We're starting off with the Orlando Magic and the LA Clippers at three p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, Clippers tipping it off with the Magic. That that'll be a fun game. Uh, Clippers will play three games. Everyone will play three games. Uh, Clippers will play uh, July twenty second, which is a Wednesday. Uh, July twenty fifth, which is a Saturday. And July 27th, which is a Monday, that'll be Orlando, Washington, and then uh, Washington, Orlando, Sacramento, and the Washington, excuse me. Um, the Lakers, on the other hand, will play July 23rd against the Dallas Mavericks. Luca. And then they're playing July 25th, Saturday. I think it's the, the same two teams. I think it's Orlando, and then it's Washington to finish it out. Okay, gotcha. So Dallas, Orlando. On the, Orlando on the 25th Saturday, and then Monday against the Washington Wizards. So three games uh, for both teams who right now are entirely, uh, I won't say healthy. Well, they aren't healthy, but they aren't whole either. Um, yeah, what are, you, what are some of the biggest concerns right now with, with the Lakers? We have three games coming up for them. Um, do you think we'll see any 100% speed games at all? I mean, I know that they announced – Earlier that the first game of the scrimmage games are going to be ten minute quarters and not twelve minute quarters. Oh really? I didn't. Yeah, hear yeah. I think they're going to be ten minute quarters. I don't know if it's just the first game or the entire uh, preseason scrimmage thing, but um, yeah, they're not going to be full length NBA games. I'll bet um, the coaches are really going to have to coach those games in terms of telling the guys, "Hey, slow down, slow down," because um, it's going to be injury watch, right? It's going to be injury watch, right? throughout these three games and, and even in the seeding games, they're going to be on edge. Like, Oh man, um, haven't been doing this for four months. This game speed, you know, 
don't want to go too hard too quick. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they play out, but uh, it will be nice to see some competitive basketball, but we both know it's going to be probably ugly as hell. <laughs> I mean, I mean, ugly basketball is probably the one thing we can't expect in the next week. Um, like I know that on the Clippers side, for example, you know, Kawhi has been dealing with his injury. Uh, Paul George says he feels super healthy. Everyone says they feel fresh, uh, but they are missing four players so far. I mean, um, Montrezl Harrell left the bubble to tend to a family matter. I believe it was his grandmother. Um, Marcus Morris is still unaccounted for. Vita Zubac is still unaccounted for. And Landry Shamit has uh, is is about to recover from coronavirus. He um, he said quarantine almost over on Instagram the other day. So looks like he's going to be arriving in Orlando soon. But you know you need a couple of negative tests. You need to quarantine again. So he probably won't be ready for the first. I don't think he'll be ready for the second game either. But we'll see about that. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's just it's just tough to do to, to know what to do because the Clippers will be starting out joking Noah, like <laughs> when he signed a ten day, uh, he signed a ten day contract four months ago. Would kind of weird to say. Um, I don't think anyone thought he'd be starting. I mean, I think <laughs> that, I thought he'd be playing a few minutes here and there, but not starting. And and, and that's where we've come down to. I mean, a lot of a lot of teams. That's that's kind of what the vibe of this restart is you know you have guys who are going to be missing and guys are going to need to step up it's a next man up mentality same with the lakers uh with avery bradley out i would assume yeah i mean bradley and rajon rondo and markeith is still not around apparently um so it's yeah next man up i mean i think was it caruso said that last week um Mm -hmm. on the zoom call he's like basically that's the theme of the lakers season right somebody goes down and for whatever reason, and you just got you got to step up right away. Um, so I'm sure we'll see a lot of that from a lot of different teams because uh, we really have no clue what the hell is going to happen or how it's going to all pan out. I mean, just think about it. It's this is this is going to end in early October, right? We're in yeah. July still, right? The seasons are going to change by the time this is this is over. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy to think of. Um, so. I just don't know. I mean, obviously the main concern for the Lakers is what do you do in the backcourt when your two uh, battle-tested veteran guards are gone, right? Um, and they're not coming back. I mean, they, Vogel thinks that, that Rondo will be ready for the playoffs. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, uh, I don't think so. He's, just, he's, he's dealing with a fractured thumb, right, which they said was a six- to eight-week recovery timetable? Yeah, but it's like a chronic thing with him. Every year, he's, he's done the same thing to his hand. Um, last oh. year, he did it twice. He, uh, he, he broke his hand, had surgery, came back, and a week later, he sprained it again and was out and needed surgery again. So this is, this is not something that's going away with him. Um, Interesting. So, it, I mean, you can't really count on a guy who's injured a lot and he, he's getting up there in age. Uh, so I think we're going to see a lot of uh, KCP and a lot of uh, Alex Crusoe and Quinn Cook probably too. So that's going to be – it's going to test those guys, but it's going to be a hell of an opportunity, especially for somebody like Caruso who's still trying to prove that he can be a, you know, a consistent player in the NBA, whether off the bench or in the starting lineup. Yeah, I think you know, the Clippers are dealing with something similar where obviously a lot of, a lot of guys are missing – and, you know, with no centers, we're going to see some Jermichael Green at the five, uh, small ball five. Um, you know, there's, there's obviously 
you lose a lot of offensive firepower with Montrezl Harrell out. We're going to see a lot of Lou Williams, a lot of Reggie Jackson out there. Um, you know, those that backup unit of Lou and, and Reggie at, at, the, at the guard position has been really good for the Clippers uh, in their brief stint together. I think they played for like two and a half weeks. They went like seven and one or ten and one, um, or ten and two, excuse me. They won the losses to the Lakers, but um, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see. I think the one the one thing we we probably won't have to worry about, um, and what and why both teams are okay missing guys, uh, is the star power. I mean, we've got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Um, reportedly, they've been they've been telling us anyways that Kawhi is is healthy. He has no real limitations, like if this is a regular season game, playoff game. Uh, Paul George was dealing with, um, you know, obviously he missed a training camp with shoulder surgery. Um, and then he had multiple hamstring injuries. But these two are now healthy. These two have had four months off to get their bodies right, um, prepare for this. And they look to be in tip-top shape, uh, in, in at least the photos that we've seen and then in talking to other players and coaches. Uh, on the team. They, they seem to be in tip-top shape. I would assume the same can be said about LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah, uh, Frank Vogel was asked um, what, he, what he's seen from LeBron in practice, and his first word was outstanding. Like, he, <laughs> he's just – he's blown away by the, the kind of shape that LeBron's been able to stay in uh, during a four-month hiatus. But then again, if anybody's got – a facility to do it is probably the LeBron James, right? And especially with how much money he spends on his body from year to year. Uh, I don't think that was ever going to be an issue with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, and AD was kind of more of the concern because he was had he had that shoulder issue that he was dealing with uh, toward the toward the end of that su- suspended season. But uh, he seems fine too. I mean, there there seems to be just. No problems in terms of injuries outside of Rondo. Uh, Kuzma, Kuzma seems to be back to form, and he's been banged up all year with all sorts of different injuries. Um, mm-hmm. Even today, uh, Vogel said on the, the Zoom call, he, he said he thinks Kuzma has been one of the best players that he has uh, since practice started. So he said he balled out the other day and just dominated everybody. So that's that's definitely promising, right? I mean, Your guy who – um, who's also trying to prove himself. And then Jared Dudley said last week, like, uh, there's always been questions, you know, like, who's the third guy on this team? Who's, you know, so many veterans, so many guys that have done it for so long. Uh, but Kuzma's kind of the obvious choice, but still you're not kind of totally sold on him. But Dudley's like, oh, there's no question. He's, he's so, a third. So that's an interesting point because I think that is the talk around both these teams. Is who is that third guy? Obviously, mm-hmm. it's more so a question for the Lakers because they have um, two top five guys and then it's sort of a bunch of role players around them, you know? Last year, Kuzma averaged 18 points. I mean, he was the second leading scorer on the team behind LeBron, and he had mm-hmm. to pick it up after LeBron went down. So, uh, he, so he could do it. So, is Kuzma the, the number three option on that team, do you think? or is it? Because uh, I feel like a guy like KCP, like, I mean, I'm not going to overrate him here, but I, he's a guy who could probably light up a game or two probably get you 10 or 12, maybe 15 points off the bench. Uh, or if he starts, actually, that, that might be a, a big deal, too. Um, I think, I think the, Danny Green is also – The difference is just go off. Kuzma's a gunner. That guy's right. just out, out to score, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, KCP's more of a pick-my-place kind of guy, and Danny Green's the spot-up guy in the corner kind of guy, right? 
But mm-hmm. Kuzma is the kind of guy who can do it all over the place. The only problem with Kuzma is he's not the most efficient guy in the world. And he, yes. might, he might never be <laughs> the most efficient guy in the world. Like I was looking at his stats. I was writing an article the other day about him. Um, I think he's only shooting 29% from three. Which, yeah, he's had a rough year. He's had a really rough year. Yeah, that's not uh, what you want, especially from a guy who, who's probably getting nothing but open shots. Um, but I do, I do think they want him gunning, though. I think they, they want him to keep shooting and, and find that rhythm, especially in a place like Orlando where you have no crowd to feed off of. Uh, there's going to be a lot of trash talkers. That first, you know, Kuzma misses a couple threes. Pat Beth tries to get in his head. Uh, if Kuzma lets him get in his head, he's not making another shot that night. So you I really hope, I really hope we can hear all this shit talking. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is going to be an entertaining part of the game that we just don't see. I remember the only time I ever experienced that covering uh, the Lakers was during a preseason game at uh, – Shit, what's the name? Honda Center. Honda Center, yeah, mm-hmm. where I had really good seats uh, right uh, on the baseline of the Lakers basket. And mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell was going at it with somebody, I think on the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, right. I was like, oh, my God. You can hear everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was brutal. Um, and D'Angelo wasn't really saying much. Uh, back to whatever the guy, whoever the guy was, I can't remember who it was. Um, but I was like, man, I need seats like this more often. It's so, <laughs> so much more entertaining. Yeah, I'm sure. We hear that now. I'm sure they're going to like delay it or whatever so they could bleep out stuff. But it's still going to be entertaining as hell. Yeah, I think there is going to be a tape delay um, of about 10 seconds or 20 seconds, whatever it is. Um, so I hate to be, be that guy. But, I hate to have that job. Yeah, but um, no, I, I I think it'll be I think it'll be fun. Um, just I, I mentioned Patrick Beverly and Strash Talk. He's the guy I think is going to be the third most important guy on the Clippers, um, behind Kawhi and PG. Uh, Pat, yeah, yeah. Pat also said uh, earlier this week on I think it was the JJ Reddick podcast. Uh, he, he went down to San Diego. Uh, you know, he thinks he's a hard worker, and he is. He is a hard worker. Uh, but he said he went down to, to San Diego to work out with Kawhi for a couple of weeks during the hiatus. It's supposed to be only for a week, uh, five five to seven days, I believe it was. He ended up staying for three weeks, and he said, "I thought I had worked, you know, I worked hard and I had good work ethic." And then he saw Kawhi, and he's like, "I became a different different man, different worker, different player uh, after working with him." Because he said, "Just just Kawhi is an animal. He's an absolute monster. Uh, he takes it very seriously." And Sounds I, a lot think, like uh, like Kobe. People mm-hmm. that have gone to work out with Kobe, and they're just like, man, that's just a that's another level entirely. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, and, and so I think I think that um, you know maybe maybe that has an impact on Pat, but even even if not, uh, Pat was a very effective player before. Um, you know, w- he was one of the he is the heart and soul of that team. Um, I, I feel like you know obviously Kawhi and PG can get it going on the court, but but Pat's a guy who really riles the team up. Riles his own team up and then riles the opponents up. So I think he's probably the third most important guy. Yeah, he's the, um, he's the pest. He's that typical uh, guy you hate to play against, but you love him on, love your, on your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I think the Clippers have two of those now because Joakim Noah's kind of known as one of yeah, those guys where he's true. just a physical – like he may not be that good anymore. I mean, he may be, but I don't know. We haven't seen him. Um, he's just been a physical, annoying, you know, in-your-face. He's always clapping – in, in, in your face when, when you get a foul or something like that. And, um, 
I have, again, I, I think that when it comes down to it, mental toughness is going to be huge because, like we said, there's no fans. There's going to be a lot of trash talking. Um, we might hear a lot of joking Noah Patrick Beverly. I wouldn't uh, doubt it. Over the next I'm sure it's, it was a step in the right direction for the Clippers in terms of facing the Lakers because I don't think Noah and LeBron get along at all. Ooh, that just adds to the rivalry. Yeah. Can you imagine if Noah finally gets, gets to beat LeBron and it's doing it you know, with the Lakers-Clippers rivalry? Yeah. That would be crazy. Well, I remember when before they signed Dwight, it came down to Noah and Dwight. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, Noah makes perfect sense, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's just got that fire. He brings a lot more to the table. And you didn't know what you were going to get out of Dwight. Right. Plus, Lakers fans still hated Dwight at the time. Um, but then I was like, how is that going to work with LeBron? I don't think those guys like each other at all. And the next thing you know, Dwight gets signed out of nowhere. I was like, wow. Probably guess, worse than we thought. <laughs> well, well Joakim Noah said, I mean, he was ready in, I think it was September or something like that, or uh, he was ready to sign with the team. He said he met with the Clippers multiple times. Um, and I, I, thought, I thought Dwight was probably the way to go just because Joakim had a weird injury history and, and you know, you hadn't seen him in a, in a while. But, but Dwight did too. I mean, uh, Dwight is, is never seen Dwight on the court. He actually left. Right, like, right. Like, he had the, the shoulder thing, so. I think upside-wise, when you thought about it, um, the upside of adding, you know, Dwight was one year removed from averaging, I think it was like 18 and 12 with the Hornets. I mean, obviously it was the Hornets, but look, like that potential is still there is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, he's shown I, I think, it. Uh, he yeah. showed it this year, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. I think like that's that upside showed. Um, but Noah just said that, you know, we talked to him uh, when the hiatus first started. Or, sorry, when the, when the practices in Orlando first started. And he was saying, you know, uh, he, he was ready to come back in September. And then he, he had a freak injury. He detailed this where he said he, uh, he cut his Achilles partially on a bathtub, on uh, one of the, the, the ice tubs. It's a really weird story. This yeah, sounds – just sucks because a guy works really hard to get back. And it's like John a freak, freak accident like that just cuts your season short. And so he ended up working, working, rehabbing, um, you know, keeping in touch with the Clippers. It sounds like that was a relationship that was going to um, manifest into something. It just was only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think once they, once they found out he was healthy, once they brought him in for workouts, um, it, was, it was all said and done. So um, I want to We got to get him on the pod. That's, that's what we game. got. <laughs> I would love to get Joe Kim on the pod. I wanted to pause real quick to tell you guys about Bet Online. Um, as you know, sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners at Bet Online. You can get in on all the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back. Bet Online has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. If that's not for you, you can check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K that you can watch and wager on. It's literally unlimited options. Just visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. I wanted to get to some of the concerns that we have um, for, for both teams. We can, start, we can start with the Lakers. Um, Ryan, what are some of your concerns as far as, you know, what could derail the Lakers' season, something they have to be overly cautious for as the season picks back up? 
Well, I think, you know, the loss of Bradley is, is pretty, pretty big, especially mm-hmm. defensively, right? Like uh, he was the best on-ball defender the team had. You can't just replace that. Deion Waiters isn't going to give you that. J.R. Smith's not going to give you that. Um, Crusoe might give you a little bit of that, but he's, there's nobody that can do what he did, right? So that could be – I mean, even KCP might be able to give you a little bit too, but it's just – it's going to be – kind of by committee rather than one guy can come in and just shoulder the load like that. So that could be, that could turn out to be a problem because that, you know, maybe they, they really struggle to guard guys like, like Luca or John Morant, right? Like uh, maybe they end up forcing LeBron to to, to start shouldering the load defensively that way. And then that tires him out. And then you got to worry about offense. And it's like, that could be uh, more crucial than, than the way it's being, um, played out right now right like they a lot of people think oh well we got waiters and smith will be okay and i was like mm, no not necessarily man so what, was, what what are your impressions of waiters and smith since you brought them up uh in, in talking with the media seeing some of the clips in all honesty when i when it, <laughs> i heard they they at the time that waiters got signed and at the time that smith got signed i was like what the hell are you guys doing right like <laughs> You got two kind of guys that are kind of perceived as kind of knuckleheads, you know, like, and that are gunners that just shoot the ball and, mm-hmm. and, and they're not much else, right? They don't bring much else to the table. But after, especially J.R. Smith, after hearing J.R. Smith talk and, um, and hear what Vogel had to say about him, uh, I'm like, okay, okay, I kind of get it. I kind of get why, why they brought him in. And, He's, it's, he seems like he's been humbled by the whole experience of potentially no longer having a job in the NBA, right? Like, I mean, right. nobody was calling that guy to, to, you know, even come into the bubble. I mean, he, of, like, he said that in his, uh, I think his first day he did like an IG Live with Tristan Thompson. He said, like, I've been out of the league for like 20 months or 12 months, whatever it is. Like, I'm yeah. ready to come back. I'm ready. I'm I mean, he, he admitted like on the first call that we had with him that he was, he was depressed. I mean, he, he didn't want anything to do with basketball because it just reminded him it might be over, right? He wouldn't mm-hmm. even play 2K because it brought back, you know, like the thoughts of uh, I, my NBA career just might be done. I might have to just accept that. Um, so he's kind of gotten into this mode now where I think he's got like kind of a second life about it, right? He's just kind of reinvigorated. And Vogel has had nothing but praise for him. Um, since he's joined the team and it's kind of seemed like everybody else has been the same way that, that we've, we've asked about um, on these zoom calls. Uh, they just love J.R. Smith and, and waiters has kind of been similar in that, in that aspect. Uh, Vogel seems really eager to see what uh, waiters can do because of his, his ball handling ability. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I think once, once Rondo went down, waiters value went up and, and the prospect of him playing a lot of minutes could be could be high if if he can, you know, uh, be one of those primary ball handlers. Um, but I mean, there's just there's so many moving parts and there's so many players that Vogel kind of has to deal with in the backcourt that I just it could fall apart. But then again, it could be the perfect mix. I just, don't envy. Don't I don't envy the job that Vogel has to do at all right now because no. you you had. I think he had a good sense of who could do what and what you could do before the hiatus started. Um, and then you had to, you obviously signed two guys. Um, 
you lose two guys, two key rotation guys, and Rondo Bradley, and now you got two guys filling in the roles, and it's just, it's it's um, it's interesting because Dion is not a a guy who can play off the ball, or at least he's not known as one. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say that, and so I think that there are concerns as to whether you know what when LeBron and Dion played in Cleveland in 2014. You could see Dion was just calling for the ball the entire time, and LeBron was like, "Just chill, dude. Relax." <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I don't think we're there right have now. Have a but... have a gummy. Sit down, bud. <laughs> um. uh, I, I just I just I just want to see. I'm curious as to how that will work out because Vogel has a hell of a job to do now with 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 all these new guys, with all the well, he's the, the I mean, minutes to distribute. He's done an exceptional job this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you're a Lakers coach. And you're not in the headlines on a weekly basis, you're doing something right. And they're winning, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing, I think the sad thing is Bradley, toward the, toward the end there, really showed you what he could do um, when healthy and motivated, right? Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he tore up the Clippers when he went. Yeah, I think there. it was a season high five threes or something like that? 19 six. points, 20 points? I think, six? I think it was six threes, yeah. yeah. He and was he, lighting them up. Yeah, he was just locked in. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy, I mean, if he could do that consistently, it makes his yeah. team that much worse. That's the question. If you can do that, it's just, yeah. yeah. but um, yeah, it's just unfortunate. And then now you got a, a bunch of question marks. Uh, but the thing is, I mean, it's like Vogel, Vogel said today. I mean, they're in an environment where you're going to be more focused on basketball than ever. Right. There's no distractions. It's just basketball right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. basketball, go to your room, come back, basketball, go to your room. So it's like, it's all about ball. So it'll be interesting to see who, who, who emerges from this. I think we're going to see a lot of guys um, that we didn't expect to become uh, maybe not stars, but like kind of names that teams start to show interest in, right? Because they mm-hmm. were able to step up in a situation like this, because it's, it's inevitable. There's going to be injuries. Just, right. it's, it's just going to happen, right? Um, so you're going to have guys that they're going to need to step up, and there's 17 guys on every team. It's like um, one thing Waiter said that surprised me last week was uh, somebody asked who has surprised him uh, since he's joined the team in terms of the players that he's played with. And you'd expect him to say something like, you know, Anthony Davis, um, he's already played with LeBron, so you wouldn't say that, or it's like Kuzma or, you know, somebody else. And he says the two kids, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker and, and uh, Kostas. Really? And then I think we mentioned uh, the other kid. But it was all the young guys. And I was like, wow, okay. So, hmm. and I, I guarantee we're going to see a lot of those guys in the, the scrimmages. And you're going to, and then Vogel's probably going to make decisions for the seeding games, uh, depending on how they play. Because we haven't seen any of, Horton Tucker this year, really. Right. I think he's come up a couple times and he's played garbage time or, you know, a couple mm-hmm. minutes here and there, but nothing to show you what he can do. Um, same with Kostas. And I always butcher this guy's last name. Antetokounmpo. <laughs> no, no, Devontae. I think Devontae Kayak? Kaycock. Kaycock. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, Who's a beast? Who's a double-double machine in the G League? If he can do anything close to that, um, it could help take the pressure off, you know, Anthony Davis. So. I, I think it is it is a bit much to expect 
Oh, it is. Easy. But I mean, yeah. you got to think those these rotations could be much different. You could see a yeah. lot less time for guys um, on the court every game, right? Their, their, their time could be cut by, you know, five, ten minutes maybe. Yeah, at least in the regular season, yeah, to just yeah. Uh, monitor them. I think, yeah, I think on the Clippers side, it's, it's something – it's just uh, you got to monitor who's available and health, and health because I think health has derailed the Clippers – all season, right? like in their in their sixty four games, they've used twenty nine different starting lineups. Um, they've just been all over the place. Like one game Kawhi is available, one game he's not. One game PG's available, one game he's not. I know Patrick Beverly missed like sixteen games. Andrew Shamit missed another. What was it? Probably another seventeen games with an ankle sprain. Um, Loomis. The only guy who played all the games was Vitsa Zubats, and um, you know Doc isn't playing him. A lot of minutes because he likes the upside of Montrezl Harrell in his offense. So, um, even Harrell missed a game. So this just been all over the place in terms of starting lineups and, and reserve lineups and all that stuff. So, um, I think before the hiatus, we got I think the Clippers got about eight games together fully healthy um, with the new team with Marcus Morris and Reggie. And um, you know we we saw them get a couple wins. We saw them lose to Sacramento coming out of the All Star break. We saw them lose to the Lakers just before the hiatus came on. Uh, came up, you know, but 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 they 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 defeated the the Rockets handily um, in Houston. That was an impressive game. Um, you know, we we saw a lot of guys shut down hard in that game, and I think yeah, we just saw the defensive potential before the hiatus. And so I think it'll be interesting to see how the Clippers can get back to that um, form with guys missing. With with you know, who knows what the chemistry even looks like right now uh, on the court? Do, do do guys remember where they like the ball as much? Uh, because I think, you know, throughout an 82-game season, you really get a feel for where guys like the ball, um, mm-hmm. especially catch-and-shoot guys, uh, you know, <clears throat> Kawhi, PG, Reggie, Lou Williams, or just all these guys as shooters, you, they have spots. And so I think it'll be interesting to see how they redevelop that chemistry or continue that chemistry from the regular season um, into now. I think another thing to watch is probably the, the minutes distribution. Um, you know, it was said back when – back when uh, his injury was first announced that Kawhi had a degenerative knee issue, knee injury. And so that's not something that's going to get better over time. But when, you know, when we asked Doc, when I asked Doc about this, he said, you know, Kawhi has no limitations right now. He's healthy. But then he also said, we're going to be really smart with it. We're not going to push him more than he needs to be pushed in the regular season and preseason. Um, You know, we're going to stay smart with it, which leads me to believe that they're probably not going to play him heavy minutes. Um, until the playoffs, I mean, there's no home court advantage anymore. And so anything you're playing for in the regular season is strictly for seeding purposes and matchup purposes. Yeah, I mean, these 11 games that they're going to play before the playoffs begin mm-hmm. could, could just be a wash, man. I mean, it could be uh, glorified G, teams, yeah. G League games, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, what motivation do the Clippers and the Lakers really have outside of just getting in game shape? to play these games. So I think that's really just the only motivation because the, the Lakers, I think, are five games up on the Clippers with eight regular season games to go. So they have that locked up. I don't think it's even a question. I think it's – they might – More of like who's, the, who's they're going to be, you know, the eight seed. Right, exactly. Uh, and the same with the Clippers. I think they have – they're two games up on the Jazz and, and the Rockets, but those guys have a really tough schedule coming up, whereas the Clippers have a kind of easier light schedule. Um, I mean, anything can happen. I'm not saying they'll secure it, but – uh, the number two seed looks like it's in, you know, it's likely to go to the L.A. Clippers if they handle business. 
Um, and so, yeah, if they do end up locking it up, it'll probably be, like you said, just about getting uh, getting back in conditioning, uh, game shape, um, you know, get, working on chemistry with one another. Uh, I, I think, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Joakim knows the starting center for the Clippers. Um, that's He hasn't played a game with PG and Kawhi. Uh, and so how is that going to work? How is, how are they going to figure that out? So Michael Green was excellent in the playoffs last year, but he's a guy who um, – Again, you got to get them the ball in the right spots. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how they how they how they feed off each other. Um, I think I think Montrezl Harrell's absence is just it's just massive. I mean, obviously, family over everything. You know, that's more important. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just it's just tough because <clears throat> it just changes everything game plan wise. Sort of like Vogel now, Doc has to figure out uh, if these guys end up missing regular season games. Where does Marcus Morris? How do you replace that? How do you replace? Um, Montrezl Harrell, how do you replace Davita Zubat? There's just so many questions um, that are you don't know the answers to because you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but it's it's basically coming into a brand new season, right? It's it's uh, it's it's like what it was for both the Lakers and Clippers coming into this year, right? They they both basically had brand new rosters, right? Or at least right. brand new stars who they're going to have to change everything for. Right, mm-hmm. PG, Kawhi, uh, AD, tons of, of veterans for the Lakers that they brought in. Um, so it's it is probably going to be the most uncertain playoffs in terms of trying to figure out what's going to happen mm-hmm. ever. Right, because it's just so unprecedented. It's so different. It's so weird. It's so um, you just can't you can't predict shit, man. You you just say, hey, look. We know how talented these teams are before this all went to hell. Um, we can just assume that they're going to get back to that, but you just, you just don't know. You don't know what guys really stayed in shape. I mean, all the coaches have kind of been saying the same, same thing every time they're asked about, you know, how, how their players look physically. And so only the thing is, right. if you didn't stay in shape during the hiatus, knowing you were you're coming into the playoffs – I mean, you deserve some criticism for it. I mean, oh, no, I, I agree. But it, it is a different – you got to think it's four months of total uncertainty. They all had to deal with family issues. I mean, I had to deal with family issues during this mm-hmm. whole thing, right? Um, it's, it's just I, – I could see how somebody could, you know, lose it. Like, or they could just get off their normal routines or find it hard to get back into it. Or It's like I remember – I think it was like the first month or so and Quinn Cook was posting these videos of him in his apartment, which looked no bigger than my apartment. And he was just running up and down the hall, right? right. Which was a tiny hall. And I'm like, Oh man, like if you don't have the equipment already there, like a Peloton bike or something or a treadmill, you're kind of screwed if you couldn't get one in time. Cause a lot of those things got bought up once people knew they couldn't yeah. really go to the gym anymore. Yeah. Um, so if you're not a LeBron or AD or one of these guys that you know makes an insane amount of money and has been able to deck out their whole place um, with workout equipment, you, you, what would what could you do? I mean, there's only so yeah, much you could yeah. do mm-hmm. conditioning wise, right? So who, who knows? I mean, there's been no red flags so far in terms of. So coach is saying, oh, well, you know, this guy's kind of turned into a fat ass. 
or he can't get up and down the floor anymore, you know? <laughs> but uh, I guarantee the first time we see these scrimmages, you're going to be able guys, to tell which guys, yeah, huffing mm-hmm. and puffing, mm-hmm. and just can't get up and down. Um, so, like, me and you, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's not, that's not wrong. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to mention before we hop off, just the uh, another thing. The, the NBA awards, uh, they announced the NBA awards would be, you know, the race is over essentially. Nothing um, that happens from now until, you know, the end of the regular season uh, will count. Like, so why am I having such trouble wording this shit? Uh, basically, <laughs> uh, the awards, MVP, Rookie of the Year, will, will be based upon the regular season, um, you know, from the beginning to March 11th when the season was uh, – called off or suspended. And so that just brings me to my question, you know, which is, can you name uh, your award winners? I have no. mine. I think I have mine. Like, I think, I think that Giannis wins the MVP award. I think that LeBron made a great push at the end. I don't think he'll win it, but I think that, I think that he made a great case for it. I could, I could see him winning it, but I do think that Giannis will win it. Um, what about you? I, I agree. I agree. I think LeBron, if LeBron maybe had another month of games, I think he would have had it. He, mm-hmm. he could have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could have made a really strong case, but I just think the body of work from Giannis from start to start to sus- suspension <laughs> um, <laughs> was, was so, was, suspension. <laughs> was so solid and right. LeBron was solid the whole time, but it's like he took it to another level. I'd say probably the last two months of the season, maybe a month and a half. I, yeah, I think the last month. Maybe just last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, averaging 10.6 assists per game leading the league at 35. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. impressive considering mm-hmm. that he's out of position, right? He's doing something he's never done before. We all knew he could do it, but it was more of like a hypothetical, right? Mm-hmm. And now we've actually seen him do it, and it's been incredible. But, yeah, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go Giannis. I'd go Giannis. What about uh, Rookie of the Year? Who do you have for Rookie of the Year? Because I have, I have uh, Jean Morant winning it. I don't think it's close. I don't think Zion did enough. I, think, I don't think anyone I think did it's enough. very similar to the MVP. I think really? It's, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's more lopsided. I think Jean Morant's definitely going to run away with it. Uh, but Zion mm-hmm. was – a fucking beast <laughs> when he started to yeah, get going. Yeah, he was incredible. I mean, I couldn't – the last game that I saw him was, was live, you know, against the Lakers, and he just did whatever the hell he wanted to do. And I think he ended up with, like, 28 points and, mm-hmm. and double-digit rebounds. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is what we're going to expect for this guy for the next, you know, 15, 20 years. It was fun. It was fun to uh, watch. Yeah. I mean, so – uh, that's another guy. Maybe if he had another month of uh, just doing the same kind of, you know, <sighs> performances, mm-hmm. he might have really tested John Morant. But the thing is, John Morant's already shown, hey, I'm going to be a star. Star, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm the next Iverson. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm bona fide already. Like, there's no doubt. There's no mm-hmm. doubt that guy's going to be a star. And I bet you he'll be fun to watch – uh, during the playoffs, if, if Memphis gets in that AC, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I can't wait for it. I, yeah, I, I'm kind of a, I, I don't necessarily agree 100. Like I, in that, I don't think it's that close. I think, I think John Moran. I don't think even a month would have helped Zion. I think John Moran had it. He played the entire year. Well, I think um, what what Jaw had against him 
was the fact that whenever Zion played, it was like prime time. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I'm pretty sure the only reason why there's 22 teams uh, in this restart is because of Zion. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> so, I mean, that, that tells you right there, right? Like, he had the exposure that, that John Rand didn't have. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah. Kind of makes John Rand's case even that much more impressive, yeah, I guess, exactly. considering it's a you know small market team that no one cares about anymore, mm-hmm. um, and he still just made it exciting to watch. Um, but but yeah, I mean the the great thing about it is, hey man, we got two more stars yep. to watch mm-hmm. you know, that are mm-hmm. really fun to watch. Defensive Player of the Year, who you got? I think it's AD. I mean, I'm a little biased just because I've seen so much of him. But uh, that guy's just really turned it up on that end of the floor. Um, and the fact he can guard any position, really. I mean, you're not going to put him on the point guard all game. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go, oh, my God, this match, this match, like immediately, right? Like, <laughs> get, a, get somebody up there, right? Like, no. Um, he's, he's, he's just incredible defensively. I mean, shot blogging. Uh, just staying in front of his, of his man, just being a presence in the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's changed everything for the Lakers on that end when they were super questionable last year. Um, so, yeah, I'd give it to AD, and I, I don't really think it's too close. I mean, there's Giannis, but – So, uh, yeah, I have it between Giannis and AD, and it's, it's – I, I really don't know on that one because I, you can make a case for both teams. Um, Giannis has been fantastic. Both sides, uh, both right. sides of the ball. Um, I, I, I kind of think I give AD the edge um, because the Lakers play in a tougher conference. They've, they've, they've. Uh, Anthony Davis just looks spectacular, you know, in, in the paint. Like you said, just being a presence, if not, if not blocking shots, making shots more difficult. Um, yeah, his versatility. He, he can guard some, uh, some forwards, uh, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's. The versatility is huge, um, being able to move your feet and, and do all that, which is why I think Giannis would have the edge. But I think I will give it to Anthony Davis. Well, I think, too, you don't, you don't often see players win in two awards the same year, right? Yeah, yeah that's another thing. That's very un- unheard of. Yeah, I think, I think Jordan did it once. I think he got yeah. defensive and MVP. Um, but I, you, just don't, you just don't see that that much anymore. And, and if you got to get a guy who's got a strong enough case, then, then you got to give it to him, I think. All right, what about uh, – let's go six man of the year. This one's a little bit tougher. So I know that it's down to basically Lou Williams, uh, Montrez Harrell, and Dennis Schroeder from the Thunder. I know that Schroeder scored a lot of points, but I just think Montrez Harrell, watching him all year – He's just been a consistent rock for them off the bench every single game. I don't think he's had more than like a game or two that you, you would say were like subpar. Uh, he's just been consistent and fantastic all year. Um, I think, you know, from, from, a, from a historic standpoint, it'd be great to watch Lou Williams win his fourth six-man of the year award, uh, go down as the greatest six-man of, of all time. Um, but I think that Montrezl Harrell uh, did enough to win this year. So he's my pick for that. Uh, it's definitely Kyle Kuzma. It's uh... – Definitely. You're going to owe me that bottle. Proper 12. For what? I'm pretty sure that's the bet we made, right? No, the bet was the 2K rating, and his 2K oh, rating is t- right. tanked. 
Yeah, you owe me two bottles of proper 12. <laughs> I was so wrong about him. Um, yeah, I mean, you, I guess you got to go with Lou Williams just because he's so consistent and uh, the award could le- legit be named after him at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how can you go against him? Um, I think if he does win his fourth, you could make a case that they should change the name to the Lou Williams Award. <laughs> they should. That would be pretty sick. Yeah. Or yeah. Sweet, sweet Lou Award or something. They do that with Bill Russell and the MVP, a finals MVP. And, and then Kobe with uh, the All-Star Game MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, um, okay. What about most improved? This was tough for me. It's tough for me, too, because I think we, since we covered two teams that are pretty prominent, it's hard to keep, keep track, of, everyone as much. track of everybody else. Yeah. And these are guys like kind of no-name guys that become something, right? Right. Um. I will uh, – God, if you have yours. I don't – I really don't know, man. I really can't, I can't chime in on this one. Um, it's tough. For me, I'm mixed between – see, Bam Adebayo for the Miami Heat has been fantastic. Like, he was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, Hassan Whiteside was traded out of there, and he's just been – I mean, he's been incredible. Uh, but on the other hand, I think – Watching Brandon Ingram's development with the Pelicans, mm, uh, now that he has his own team, I mean, dude, Ingram, was, yeah. he was an all-star. Uh, they were both all-stars this year. They're both all-stars. They both played fantastic this year. Both led their team to the playoffs, or tried to anyways. I mean, Ingram did all he could. What was he averaging, I think, 25? Before, A lot. Uh, I mean, he, that guy, I think he improved on uh, everything, every, every stat line. I mm-hmm. mean, three-point shooting for mm-hmm. sure, which I know he struggled with in L.A., uh, was a big knock on him, but uh, he's just proven he's a pure scorer. I mean, he's those comparisons to Durant are starting to kind of come to fruition. I mean, I don't think they will fully. Uh, I don't think he's going to be totally the next fire. But I mean, he's just he's just uh, he's been yeah, given a lengthy scorer, yeah, extreme yeah. green light now, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, I just think Bam Adebayo though he's become a. a, a a Draymond Green of sorts for the Miami where he can, he's a rim protector. He's great in the passing lanes. He uh, can shoot the ball. He is a great playmaker, has good court vision. Uh, and he's versatile. Like he can, he can score from anywhere. And so there's, that's when, tough when to you guard. Said that, when you said that about Ingram, another guy came to mind right away was uh, Pascal Siakam. Uh, who I think has already won it once. I think he won it last year. I don't know if he's made a big enough jump from last year to this year. I think he's just – Well, I mean, think about it. In the beginning of the year, he was getting MVP talk because he was so damn good and kind of taken over for for Kawhi. And I think he did slow down a bit, though. Oh, yeah. Um, But I I think he's still got somewhat of a case. He's got a case. I don't think he's got as good of a case as Bam Adebayo and Brandon Ingram. Um, But I think I'll go with Brandon Ingram on that one. Yeah, um, just because he's been fantastic all year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, we got two more, I think. We got we got one more. Coach of the year. Who's your coach of the year? I think I got to go Vogel. That's another really? biased pick, but I just think covering the team for as long as I have and seeing coaches come and go so much. Um, this guy came in as like kind of the fifteenth fucking choice, right? Yeah. Uh, all these other guys ahead of him, he wasn't even mentioned. I mean, the guy was basically out of the league, it seemed, after 
was it Indiana? Was this... Indiana and then Orlando. Orlando was a rough. Oh, Orlando, for that's that's the one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, I knew there was a place he didn't do too well, uh, but in Indiana he did great. Um, but he was just a victim of of that, just having the, the bad timing on a franchise that hasn't done shit since Dwight, right? Um, so he's far exceeded expectations in my eyes, and I don't think you get a nicer guy. A dude is super nice. Even with these Zoom calls, mm-hmm. I've been surprised. He's always a smile on his face, and it's not doesn't come off as fake or anything. He's just a genuine dude, and I think uh, I think all the players respect him because of that. You know, and they they kind of they have a little bit of freedom, and and Vogel's done everything he's been asked to do. And like I said, the fact that he's not in the headlines every week, mm-hmm. uh, being criticized for this, this, or that, uh, is incredible. The times, the sign of the times. I mean, it's like Luke Walton. I mean, every week it was something last year. Um, even when they were, you know, in the fourth seed in the West, it's like well, Luke Walton this, Luke Walton that. Luke like, Walton was a coach of the Lakers last year. Yeah, that seems like that seems like five years ago. Yeah, it does, right? Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I don't I, go ahead I give it to him. I think you know what Vogel actually was asked this question. Uh, I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. and he asked who who he thought was coach of the year. And he said he thought it was Brad Stevens. He wasn't going to pick really? himself. Yeah, he said Brad Stevens. See, I, 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 see, I see the case for Vogel. I think he does have a great case. I think he'd be my number – he'd probably be my number two pick. Um, but I think Nick Nurse of the Raptors has it in the bag because they've, they've got a 46-18 and 18 record. Um, they've had he, injuries. He won it last year, right? Didn't no, Budenholzer won it for the Bucks. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he he's just been fantastic. The Raptors have been incredible. Did anyone have them as a two seed once Kawhi no. left? I don't no, I think, think everybody had them, had them like falling out of playoffs. But I think I think people expect them to be like a seven eight seed. Well, I thought it was going to be kind of like a fire sale thing where they were just going to start unloading all their players, right? It could have been, yeah. I think they considered because Marcus Saul had one year. Like Serge Ibaka has, um, like Lowry, and then yeah. Uh, yeah, and then maybe build around. Pascal, yeah. yeah, but no, they haven't done that. They've they've been they've been great all year. Um, I think they gave Lowry an extension, um, and and yeah, the Raptors are number two in the East. They're up four games. It's three games on the Celtics. Um, they're not going to catch the Bucks for six games behind. But uh, what Toronto has done this year, losing Kawhi and recovering and playing to the same level, um, pretty crazy. It's it's insane. I think Nick Nurse has it in the bag just for that. Uh, you know, we talked to Phil Handy, and he praised Nick Nurse for. Um, his coaching style and, and how he just brings the team together. And I think that's, um, that's shown this year. It really shown this year. So I think Nick nurse is the coach of the year. What's well, crazy too, is they could be a legit dark horse in the, in the, in the East. Like no one's talking about them. It's all bucks and no one right. really right. is giving anybody else any kind of consideration, maybe outside of Boston um, yeah. or Philly since that Ben Simmons is coming back. But I, I, I mean, they, they could shock everybody and be in the finals. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be totally shocked. I would be more impressed than anything, right? Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. The Raptors are given no respect right now, and I think they, uh, they deserve a lot. They yeah. could make it to the finals. They, um, they could. Maybe Kawhi left them a blueprint. Or like, uh, you know. It would be crazy if it was Toronto Clippers in the finals, though. That, that would be wild. That would be wild. Yeah. That would be crazy. That would be weird. Sheesh. All right, anything more to add for this week? We talked about so, everything. Basketball's coming back. We getting ready for that? 
Well, now it's, um, we're actually going to have some game film to go over next week. <laughs> for once. I can't wait. I can't wait. Just four months. Yeah. Uh, that wraps it up for us this week, guys. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, as usual, follow Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Um, that's it. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Got to make that Pinterest, man. We talked about it last week. Got to make that Pinterest. <laughs> Make that Pinterest account. Make that Tumblr account. Make all of them. You can follow me uh, at Tomer Zarly. That's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram um, and TikTok, although my content's lagging it. Um, yeah, as always, um, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, uh, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart. We're there. Um, Follow Clutch Points, of course, on all social media. We just got verified on Instagram, so that was nice. And Facebook. And Facebook. Oh, we got verified on Facebook, too? Yeah. Oh, it let's was, go. It was like the next day. The next day. Oh, boy. That's Probably nice. a product of getting verified. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't Instagram and Facebook the same? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, Twitter's next. But yeah, follow us there. And then, um, yeah, as always, leave a five-star review if you guys enjoy the podcast. Um, if you guys have a co- any comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Shoot them to us. And, uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, stay safe wherever you guys may be, whether it's Florida, Texas, uh, overseas, whatever. You guys stay safe. Wear your masks. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See you.